and welcome to the Edu Switchboard podcast. I'm your host, Jana Parker, licensed educational psychologist, wellness and executive function coach, and parent consultant. Visit jplep.com to become a member of my community or to access my assessment or coaching services. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Jana Parker. I am an educational psychologist. This is my show, Edu Switchboard, and I'm really excited to bring you today Aurora Teresina, who is the director of outreach for Fusion in uh, a number of different places, but it's Fusion Academy. And I'm excited because you are the first in my educator series. I just I just decided I'm having an educator series, but. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, the, you are basically the first person that I am interviewing from a, an educational uh, school, you know, from a school, I guess is what you call them these days. So, <laughs> so welcome, Aurora. Thank you, Jana. And I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, I guess. <laughs> I'm really um, the, the videos you're putting out there and yeah, it's just wonderful to have a resource like that where you're, you get a chance to get to know people and just really enjoying them. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been really fun for me, obviously. That's why I keep doing them. Um, but it's fun because, you know, and like, so you come from an actual school. So I have different people I've been interviewing for mental health, um, educational specialists, uh, people who do mindfulness, people who are psychologists or medical professionals. And I haven't yet done an interview with anybody who actually has a school. And I think that this is actually really great because I would love to um, to do some interviews and have them up on my website so that if people want to know something about a school and what it might, um, what kinds of students it might serve, then uh, it's a great place to just put them all in one place. So I'm going to do more of that. And you're the first. That's brilliant. Well, I'm honored to be, to start it off. And I think that's a lovely mission as I think a lot of people are thinking about options right now and also going into um, the spring semester. So I think it's a good time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the time couldn't be better. So, um, so I, I'm excited to bring this to my, all my listeners, <laughs> all my listeners and viewers, um, because Fusion Academy really offers something different from what a public school or even a private school offers. And so I'm excited to hear and have our listeners hear about what Fusion Academy offers and like who your, um, who is like the ideal kind of student that you serve? So why don't you just take us into Fusion Academy? Yeah, so Fusion Academy, for those who are hearing about it for the very first time, is a fully accredited middle and high school program. We offer one-to-one instruction. So all our classes are taught one teacher, one student. And outside of that, we try to provide a socially rigorous um, program that uh, that helps the students grow academically, but also emotionally, personally, um, and socially. And so that is that is fusion in a nutshell. Um, and what that looks like traditionally is uh, a campus with small classrooms and a, 
uh, more comfortable hangout spot that we call the homework cafe. And that's where students get their homework done on campus, everything finished before they leave. Of course, things have looked very different um, since March, uh, but at least in the, in the Bay Area, we are starting to reopen our schools to offer some in-person sessions. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about Fusion. Can you tell me a little bit more about that social piece? Because I feel like that's, you know, one-on-one -on -one teaching I think can be so useful for learning, but it could also be a little bit isolating in terms of that social emotional growth and development. Um, so how do you integrate that? Yeah, and to, and to address what you had, what you had asked is like what, what kinds of students would thrive at Fusion um, definitely, you know, if, if a student really enjoys learning with others um, in, in a traditional classroom, then Fusion probably wouldn't be the right fit for that student. Um, but for someone who's looking for just the most individualized approach where the teacher is teaching the same curriculum they would be learning at a traditional school, um, but really customizing the pacing of instruction, using examples that taps into that one student's special interests. Um, you know, a student that would thrive in that kind of environment is definitely uh, the kid who thrives at Fusion. And then outside of that classroom, in usually in the homework cafe, um, we offer, there's clubs that we encourage the students to lead. Um, there is a uh, field trips and fun nights that happen, um, student meetings where students gather, uh, projects that they can work on together that aren't part of their, their classes individually, um, but are like decorating a wall with um, uh, women's history, you know, for a women's history month display, that kind of thing. And so um, definitely still social opportunities. They're just not happening during those uh, instructional hours. Um, but that's not to say they're not still forming really meaningful relationships. Um, it's just with their teacher, who's really like a mentor. Yeah. Uh, what does the class structure usually look like? Like, are they going to school like a normal, you know, school day and seeing a number of teachers or, you know, how does that work? Yeah, it's such a revolutionary kind of program that it's hard to picture. What does this actually look like for a student? Um, so in person, when that was, and, and now that we're slowly getting back, they would come to campus, check in, um, and go to their classes. And these are separate classrooms that teachers decorate, kind of we encourage them to, you know, show their personality to really kind of break down that wall. Are they small um, like offices? Or are they like- Yeah, sort of, sort of, but, but really happily big enough for six feet distance with masks on, which is what, <laughs> what we're starting to, yeah. to up now. Um, so yeah, and then there's a passing period um, where you see kids connecting in the hallway. And, um, and so different teachers per subject, um, they're scheduled throughout the day and homework cafe time is also scheduled into the day. So there's enough time for them to do the homework that's assigned and finish it that day, which is huge for some kids where getting homework done at home is just a source of anxiety and it creates a lot of friction with families. Um, so that's 
that's a big part of what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what is your role? You know, what are you kind of responsible for at Fusion? Yeah, so as director of outreach, my role is to uh, reach out to professionals where Fusion might be a resource for the families that they serve um, and other schools. A big part of what we do is partnering with other schools, both private and public, because all our courses are fully accredited, um, it can work out really nicely for a student that just needs to take math in a one-to-one -one setting or was hoping to take a, a semester of Spanish over the summer to get ahead, um, that kind of thing. And so uh, talking to other schools and then also providing resources to our current Fusion families. Um, we like to put on community ed nights, I guess webinars now, um, yeah. and, and, and just communicating the resources that are available in the community, especially around emotional support um, and psychological services, uh, bringing that to our current Fusion. Yeah. I've seen um, and I've been to some of your, um, I haven't been to any of the webinars that you've done most recently, but I've been to um, some of your events in the past. And so you open that up for, for Fusion families and beyond. It's kind of, they're just kind of free family resource nights of different kinds, right? Yeah, um, sometimes they're, they're just for that Fusion campus. Sometimes it's responding to something that happened recently and parents say, hey, we really want um, to learn more about this topic. And maybe we'll just keep it closed to, to that Fusion campus. Most of the time it's open to the public, um, to our kind of family of professionals that we know and, and love. So a little mixture of both, I'd say now in the webinar format, it's, it's sort of anyone um, who, could, who could benefit from it and not limited to physical distance or traffic, which was such a big barrier um, for a lot of people. To, yeah. to take advantage of the resources. And you have kind of an interesting story of how you came into this role, right? Can you share that with me? Yeah, I'm comfortable sharing that, of course. Um, so I was actually a public school teacher back in Massachusetts uh, for five years, right out of college, um, just real fresh and big dreams of changing students' lives in, in whatever capacity I could. And so I I started with eighth grade English and absolutely adored it. Um, had wonderful, wonderful memories teaching in the traditional classroom. Um, my classes were usually 25 to 30 students and there's a lot of demands on teachers. Um, it was not a, an easy area. Um, there's just constant cuts. There's a lot of negative energy around, um, just around school for a lot of the kids. and you know, you can imagine how frustrating it is when you really have tied yourself personally to changing these kids' lives and kind of feeling at the end of the day, there's just no amount of work I could do to reach every single student in the way that they really need to be reached. Um, and, you know, to be five years in and feel starting to feel burnt out, um, that that definitely took a toll. So when I moved over here to California, um, after taking a little time to figure out, do I wanna jump back into teaching? What kind of teaching? What level? Um, I found Fusion actually from a Fusion parent that just could not stop talking about how wonderful it is at um, Fusion San Mateo. 
And she said, you, you seem like you'd really be a good fit there in some capacity. And so I, we, we got talking um, to the head of school there and figured out that this would be a great role. I can talk about fusion all the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that philosophy around student relationships and really meeting each student where they're at and just seeing the potential get unlocked and just that student getting all the, all the attention that, that you can possibly give them um, and see, seeing their passion really, really come to fruition. Um, it, it's really been amazing. So, so that's my little journey into this role. Yeah, that's got to be really rewarding. I completely can understand how you felt in the public schools. And I'm just thinking about teachers. I mean, that was you teaching in a normal classroom setting. It's already like that. And this year has just been I mean, talk about teachers not being able to reach their students, you know, I mean, I think that that is probably one of the things that weigh, is weighing hardest on educators minds this year is just how hard it is to reach these students over the internet, you know, all the time, you know, uh, so um, and I love that you have the educator experience and background in this role that really, you know, brings a special something to an outreach kind of role where, um, where you're looking for students and trying to make a really good match and look, you know, and talking with other educators and professionals who um, may have students who would benefit from fusion, which is where I come in, right? So yeah, it's really nice to talk with you because you have that lens, you know? And so I feel like if somebody is asking you about fusion, you can really speak to those components of it. Um, so that's really nice. Yeah, and it's it's not a role that I feel any of that um, kind of burnout coming in. I mean, my day is just, it's talking to people like you, Jana, who is just really about the students and and, and their needs and uh, their potential. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of touching on COVID a little bit and this whole distance learning thing, what have you been most concerned about and kind of what have you seen with your students over at Fusion? Yeah, um, as soon as uh, schools were closing and of course such a necessary um, precaution, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and schools doing amazing, amazing things to do everything they can for students. Uh, I still just think about, you know, students' feelings about their education and what that had to, what that had to feel like, you know, back in April and May, where it was just things, uh, new updates coming all the time and not knowing, um, you know, what's coming next. Do I get to go back to school? Do, um, do my classes continue? What's happening? Uh, that uncertainty was, you know, you just imagine at a time when you are wanting more than anything to be social and to figure yourself out and, you know, learn and, and be at school. It, it has to be just the hardest time. Yeah, it is the hardest time. <laughs> so you guys, you're starting to open back up a little bit? We are. And I, I think what, what's been a, a real silver lining and, and something that's really, I don't know, given me hope through everything is the ability of schools to find a way to pivot and to make, 
to make things as real as possible without being physically in person. And Zoom has been uh, has been amazing um, to help make that possible. Uh, at Fusion, we we actually used Zoom before um, before March, before all this, uh, to just have an option if, if students needed to be away from the classroom uh, traveling or you know out for the day um, but still able to learn they could do a session over zoom and so through through all this that's continued um, we've been able to do our same classes live over zoom um, so it's it's still engaging it's still the relationships like that's such a big part of who we are and what we do. So to be able to continue that has been amazing. And then now, and it's this week, so this is so fresh. Um, Writing, hot off the press. Starting to be able to offer um, sessions in person. Most are, are choosing to stay virtual. Okay. So uh, that made me think of, so Fusion really isn't a school for students with like special needs, but it's a school for students with different needs and who may benefit from a one-on-one -on -one approach to teaching and learning. I'm wondering how, you know, because you are accredited, so students, are students coming to your campus and like, is the curriculum um, like typical high school curriculum? Are, are you able to accommodate or modify? Do, are all of the students earning a high school diploma if they're coming to you for all of school? Are, you know, how does all of that work? Yeah, um, so I think a, a, a good way to sum it up might be that the curriculum is the same, and this is how it, it works to partner with schools where they can just do one course at Fusion, the credit can transfer back and they continue on. Um, or just come to Fusion for a semester. Maybe it was that, that was needed for some reason. Um, and then they can tra transition back somewhere else. Um, and so the curriculum is what you'd expect at that grade level in that subject matter, um, you know, at any private or public school. But everything else is up to the teachers to um, deliver to the student and help the student express their mastery of the subject in a way that um, they're comfortable with and teaching at a pace that the student can learn at. Um, and so each, uh, each subject to move on from that, they have to demonstrate mastery of the content. Um, and if that takes longer, that's okay. And that's not you failed. That's not something's wrong with you because it took longer. Uh, you know, uh, some students zoom through math and they're able to to jump to the next level um, and and maybe that same student English took took longer or they needed to schedule those sessions um, a little more slowly to have more time to write something like that um, and so the courses are offered on three different levels there's an essential track that the goal is to get a high school diploma um, and maybe not pursue a, a four-year college degree, um, maybe a different plan. Uh, there's the college prep track, your traditional um, class preparing for college. And there's also an honors track um, that has some more sessions scheduled in to kind of dive deeper. Um, and the teacher designs the curriculum in a way that's 
more, more challenging, goes more in depth. Um, so yeah, every Fusion student who graduates from Fusion gets a high school diploma. Um, our, our courses are uh, A through G approved, um, which means that they are accepted by colleges. Yeah. So if they're on the essential track, are you, I mean, because I work with students in my, um, in my day job where, you know, potentially they would need a modified or even alternative curriculum. And some of them um, don't end up with a college, or I'm sorry, a high school diploma, um, but then they continue on to a post-secondary program with the high school district and they're educated there through special education until they're 22. And this is not a special education talk and this is not a special education school. However, I'm wondering if Fusion is able to support students who have like a higher level of academic need um, or, you know, uh, I guess that's the question. <laughs> yeah. When you say higher level of academic need, um, do you mean they have um, more needs in terms of uh, accommodations or that they're um, well, it could even be, so uh, some students, you know, although they may be a sophomore or junior in high school, their academic functioning is not at that level, but they're still in high school and they're still in our, you know, programs and they're still getting a very robust curriculum, but it may not be at the, it may be alternative to the standards for high school, you know? So would a student who needed that level of support, who wasn't able to just, you know, um, perform at the academic level of the essential track, you know, to, to pass those classes, would Fusion be able to support students in that way? Or is that not the best match? Um, I, would, I would definitely, um, probably meet with the, the head of school. It's, you know, a lot of those cases are so sort of specific to yeah. students need. Um, it, it might be something where there are certain subjects that um, that they would be at the, I guess, expected grade level, yeah. um, but maybe they would take English with one of the teachers who focuses more on middle school. Yeah. But I think, you know, a, a big part of what we do is customizing a plan that works for that student. And so it might be, you know, this is definitely going to take more than four years, say they're starting as a, as a freshman. Um, what does that look like? What, what should the pace look like? Should we do six classes a semester? Or would it make more sense to just do three? Okay. And then in, in terms of needs, um, because we have such an intensive intake process and really you know, uh, look at maybe the the file that um, someone someone like you has sent over, and um, you know, go through that and really say, are we a good fit? Is there a need on here that we feel like our teachers um, wouldn't be able to fill? Yeah, um, we just we would work with the family and find maybe something else that's a good fit, or see how we could support in a uh, in a part time role, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, and that kind of brings me to this question about if parents are interested, you know, if they think that potentially this might be a good match. Cause I, besides those tracks that you were talking about, I think you also do, um, like you were saying, like a class here, a class there, make up a class, do a summer class, things like that. But so 
what is your admissions process like? What happens when a family thinks they might be interested? You know, take me through that process. Yeah. Um, so in that we're so flexible and customizable, um, our admissions is kind of similar in that it's not like all students have to start exactly on the same day. Um, we do, you know, typically the fall semester, people will schedule classes to start on a certain day. But if someone came to us today and we had the availability um, for the classes they're looking for at the level and the time, um, they, you know, we could get things started really quickly uh, just because we're, we're scheduling around that one teacher and that one student. Um, so I'd say there's never a bad time to reach out, um, you know, I, and as soon as, as soon as we get talking with a family, we look um, as soon as we can about what the availability is. We want to make sure we're on the same timeline as them. Um, and, and this is all year round. So we offer courses in the summer, um, and sometimes that's students from other high schools, like you mentioned, you know, doing a, a course during the summer for the just to fit it in and then go back to their other school. Uh, but a student could also, you know, if for some reason they had to start a, a brand new semester in March or May, they could continue into the summer. So I think a big, a big benefit to that is a student never feels like there's a deadline on their learning. Yeah. You know, it really reflects more of what we hope learning feels like in real life, which is this is a growing process. You know, if you're not there on time, no, you're just not there yet. There's just more to be done. Um, so that's just a little of how that rolling admissions piece works. Uh, and so typically how people will um, start the process, they could call um, me and I think you'll share my contact information on there so you can always reach out. Um, most people will inquire through the website and someone from Fusion will get back to you um, usually really quickly. Uh, and you can specify where you are so you can see which campus might be closest to you. That's always, that's always helpful. Um, from there, we answer initial questions um, to see if, if this is a good fit for you and, and your student. Uh, and then the next step would be to set up in an intake meeting and start that process. And from there, there's a lot of options. You could shadow a student, um, which a lot a lot now is like dropping in on a Zoom call like this. So <laughs> just imagine another person in here just on mute <laughs> watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, and probably not a lot of tours being given on campus, just we're limiting numbers a lot so we can um, get our get students back as soon as possible. Um, but there are some virtual tours that you can check out on our website. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about what the inside of your facility looks like, because I have been there once. And so because people won't be really able to get tours, um, take us through that. The building in Los Gatos is amazing. Yeah. Um, so if you if you stop by the Fusion Los Gatos campus, you can see it. You walk in and um, you'll see lots of pictures of our current Fusion students, our last few Fusion students that graduated. And so hopefully you get sort of a family vibe as soon as you walk in. Um, and then something that we do on all Fusion campuses is right at the, the front reception um, area where students check in 
there's a wall and it has a picture of every, every single teacher and every single administrator when they were in high school. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and it's just, and I, and I think it even usually says, you know, we've been there because that's, that's what we want Fusion students to know as soon as we walk in is everyone in this building is here for you. They get that every student has their own story and, and you've probably been through something. You've probably had a, a negative school experience um, and, and we've all been there. We've all come from different paths and what's fun is, you know, a lot of them are kind of awkward pictures. <laughs> yeah loves what they looked like uh, in middle school and high school. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, but anyway, but the, the, kids, the kids these days, yeah, I mean, like we didn't have, you know, filters or <sighs> even makeup. I don't even know. I, I don't even know that they look like, you know, models these days in there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Now I'm like thinking of uh, <laughs> teenagers judging my picture. Uh, man. Um, but any, so anyway, that's, that's the kind of decor that you see around campus. Um, we just want everything there to reflect that philosophy and make the students feel at home. And it's all, it's purposely designed not to look like a typical school. You see a lot of um, couches now with signs that you have to sit apart, um, but lots of comfy seating um, and just, just trying to give a family home kind of vibe. Uh, and so as you're walking in, you'll see those kind of small, I guess, office looking classrooms, um, all de decorated with different subjects and personalities. Um, and, and inside a classroom, you probably typically see lots of kind of fidget toys for students to play with, um, lots of you know, different colored pens and pencils and highlighters, whatever that student needs visually to help them take their notes and, and pay attention. You just, you get the vibe that a fusion student gets to be whatever student they need to be in order to learn their best. You need to sit on the floor today. That's completely fine. In a normal classroom, that would be disruptive if one student randomly was like, I'm gonna stand today or I'm gonna sit on the floor. Um, but there's that freedom, which is really nice. Yeah. And as you continue in, and you probably spot some uh, science labs, which is really cool, such a great, um, you know, to be able to do like a chemistry lab one-on-one -on -one with the teacher wearing your lab coat, um, you really get a lot out of that. And then you'd see a social homework cafe, and then further in, you'd see a silent homework cafe. Um, and the idea is, you know, as long as students are able to get their work done. Um, you can socialize and, and hang out, um, even play games. Uh, and then if students need more of that library atmosphere, they can go to the silent homework cafe. And then some other things to point out that you'd see if you're touring a Fusion campus, you'd see a state-of-the-art recording studio for music classes. Um, you'd see a wonderful art studio with lots of different options. And you can imagine a one-to-one -one art class, you can, there's just really no limits. Whatever a student um, finds as a medium that works for them um, and still, still meeting uh, that art curriculum you'd see at a traditional school, but really being able to dive into projects 
And you can tell, you can probably tell I'm an art, art lover because I'm yeah. <laughs> in the art. Um, so those, those are a couple of the features. And the last thing I'll mention is the yoga room. Yoga is something we offer um, for a, a, one of the phys physical education um, options. Nice. It, it, it like sounds like a school spa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think the, whenever I describe it and I realize, oh my gosh, I'm describing heaven. Um, yeah. It's like, you have to remind, it's still rigorous. It's, you know, they're still held to high expectations. Um, it's just, you know, to be able to learn and to have all the other things, hopefully ease the stress. Um, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of what kids think about as negative around yeah. school to be able to try and strip some of that away and just focus on the learning and the positive relationships. Yeah. Do you find that you get students there who have different kinds of disabilities like ADHD or anxiety, depression, things like that? For sure. And, and those are those are a few of the, the most common. Um, yeah, a lot around school stress and anxiety seems to be more and more every year. Some more coming from that background. Um, uh, yeah, ADHD is a is a common one. Um, you know, having one to one classroom without any distractions from anyone else that is huge for those kids. Um, and also being able to do those fidgety things um, and and just be and not not be reprimanded for that or have it seen as a negative. Mm -hmm the teacher being able to tap into the positive sides of ADHD, like when a student's able to really focus in on a topic that, in, that interests them. Right. You know, you can, you can really unlock such, such potential. Um, and trying to think of other anxiety, depression, ADHD. Yeah, those are probably the most common, yeah. Yeah, they are. And um, we do have students with uh, dyslexia and that kind of family of of learning differences, um, you know, I think some accommodations that teachers can provide in the pacing um, is huge for those students. Um, you know, at kids who are on the spectrum, usually the more high functioning, um, yeah, kiddos that would be comfortable in a one-to-one -one, um, setting. Yeah. Uh, it can be a great option for them too. Um, also, students who, um, you know, might need a flexible schedule because of something medical that's going on. It might have nothing to do with their learning. It's just they they need, um, you know, meds at a certain time or they have a, appointments that would typically interfere with the school day. We can schedule around that um, so they can uh, still still keep school going and not have to have things on pause. Right, right. And what do you do? This will be like my last question. Um, what do you do for preparing students to leave, to go to um, post-secondary education? So like how do you get them prepped either whether it's work or college? Um, how do you support? Yeah, uh, at, built into our program is a post-secondary counselor um, who starts meeting with students, um, you know, as they're uh, getting in, in high school and, and starting to plan for the future. And, and that's where, you know, those, those decisions start to form about 
what kind of program they're interested in um, and what would what would work well for them as a learner. And you know, a big, a big part of what we do is teaching the students to advocate for themselves, to be comfortable speaking up and saying, this is what I need to learn best. Um, okay, how can we make that work? Or this is the kind of project that I'm going to succeed at. Um, so I think part of you know, looking for what could come next after Fusion is taking that into consideration. Um, you know, is it a, a giant university that they're um, interested in jumping into? Maybe for a lot of students that who have thrived at Fusion, um, they are interested in more of a small campus, uh, more, more of that family feel that they found at Fusion. Um, but yeah, we, we work with them. We're always checking in with their, their progress um, you know, personally as well as academically. And as they get to that junior, senior year, um, a lot of it does become about future plans. Nice. And do you have, that's actually like another question, sorry. Do you have a therapist, <laughs> no, sorry, like a therapist on staff, you know, like do you have mental health counseling on staff or do you partner in the community? How does that work? Yeah, we, we refer out for, for therapists. Um, it actually used to be part of Fusion's program, but we kind of learned, I guess, as, as a school um, that it didn't, it didn't work to have one person who was serving everyone. Um, and, and we were just talking about just a few of the backgrounds that Fusion students come from. Um, it's, it's hard to have one general person that's serving everyone. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it, it made sense uh, not to offer that. So we, we're not a therapeutic program. Um, kids who uh, need emotional support tend to thrive at Fusion, just the nature of the one-to-one -one program and the activities that we offer. Um, but we, we would refer out for, uh, for therapy. And if they're already working with someone, uh, we like to keep close contact to make sure that every, that, you know, that student just feels like they have a village of support, that, you know, everyone's in the loop about their progress and their goals. That was such a good point you brought up about one person being able to support someone with so many people, kids with so many different kinds of issues. And it's interesting because in the public school system, you don't get to pick, right? You, there are counseling staff or there are um, some therapists on staff, maybe school psychologists on staff, but they don't necessarily get to choose the kinds of things that come their way. And the students don't get to necessarily choose the person that they would see on campus. So it's just an interesting thing that you just brought up that I hadn't thought too much about, but yeah, I mean, that's what, that's why there are experts in different niches, right? Um, that's why, I, I mean, it's why I do what I do and why I connect with so many people in the community is because I feel like it is so critical to match people up with what they need, you know, rather than just, you know, referring to one person all the time or referring to one school all the time or one doctor all the time, you know? I mean, people need different things and it has a lot to do with a, a lot of just individual things about about the kids right and about what people um so true. Are, are studying I mean 
you know, different people um, study different things because that's what they're really passionate about. So even though we might all have this same degree, maybe, you know, someone went on and did dyslexia, someone really wanted to study autism, someone really wanted to study ADHD, right? Like everybody has kind of different um, things that they love and are passionate about. And so I really try to make those matches, you know? Yeah. And we're so lucky to um, be in this area. It feels like there, there's a, a wealth of a community in, in each of these areas. Um, and yeah, I, it's been a joy to, to meet and talk about and, um, and bring resources back to our fusion families exactly for that reason to, to help them find a fit um, when they need it. All right. So, um, and wrapping up, if people want to contact, so if they call, if they go to the Fusion website and they call the number, they're talking to like Fusion as a whole, but they're not necessarily talking to Fusion Los Gatos or Fusion San Mateo or like that, right? So, yeah, we we actually have um, an admissions consultant who serves all the schools in the Bay Area, and there's seven now. Um, okay. Yeah, and so she would help um, figure out which campus is the best to move forward with. Um, so, and then she's wonderful. I okay. recommend calling her for sure. And then you can also call me. Okay, great. Well, I will, if, just so, because some people are listening and some people are watching, and even though I do put this information into the show notes of the podcast, but just say it in case someone has like a sticky note and just wants to write your information down really quickly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, of course. So, email. Yeah, so so again, my name's Aurora, and you can call my phone number is 978-424-3315. Yes, I still have my Massachusetts zip code. So <laughs> when you say that. Area code, area code. Yeah, or area code. Yeah. Why do I always confuse those? Um, and then my email is my first initial and my last name at fusionacademy.com. And so that's A-T-E-R-R-A-C-I-N-A at fusionacademy, one word, dot com. Awesome. Well, it was so wonderful talking to you. And thank you for being my first, you know, educational um, interview. Um Happy to join you, Jana. It's a pleasure talking to you too. And, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll hold the line and I'll, I'll stop recording, but thanks everybody for joining us. And as always, you can find all of these videos on my website at jplep.com and you can reach me at Jana at jplep.com. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Edu Switchboard podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at Jana at jplep.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, I'm here to help.